You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here of the Locked On Nationals podcast. Today it is Wednesday, June 2nd, 2021. On today's show, we'll discuss the Nationals' win last night over the Braves in the second game of their four-game set in Atlanta. Steven Strasburg left the game with an injury. We'll touch on that and a whole lot more from last night's game. All right, let's get into it. So last night, the Washington Nationals won 11-6 over the Atlanta Braves, and there's a whole lot to get to from this game I was very critical in the last episode of this show talking about the Nationals and really their performance, especially evaluating it, you know, after the Atlanta Braves game on Monday and kind of looking forward and saying, hey, look, three more in Atlanta, three in Philadelphia, two against Tampa and then home for four with the Giants. All of those teams are either really good at home, uh, have beaten the, you know, the Braves have beaten the Nationals a bunch this year. They're six and two against the Nats. The Phillies are really good at home. And the, uh, the obviously Tampa's first place in their division, or uh, yeah, first place in their division. Uh, and then uh, the, the Giants are first place right now, too. I still think they're holding on to first place, either around first place. Still a winning baseball club, really the point there. And talking about how this stretch is going to be a critical one, it was going to be a difficult one. Uh, the Nationals, I think, knew they needed to do something, and they did last night in a very meaningful way. And I'll explain what I mean as we go along throughout the show today. First thing is first, though, Steven Strasburg in this game uh, came out and there were some noticeable issues, uh, especially with velocity. As soon as he came out in this game, <clears throat> control was an issue as well. And then he exits the game in the second inning after taking a ball off the hand. So I believe it was off the hand, uh, but, you know, a ball was hit right back at him. So clearly he was struggling with that. And then he had a ball fielded at him was hit right back to him. Uh, that he that he struggled with, and we saw him shaking his arm out repeatedly. He was uh, pulled from the game after an inning and a third of work. He'll have an MRI on Wednesday. Uh, they said it's because of right trap uh, strain. That's, that's what they're going to call it, or a tight right trap, rather, according to manager Dave Martinez. Strasburg left the game after a hard-hit comebacker by William Contreras. It hit him in the glove and then appeared to nick his wrist as well. Martinez and athletic trainer Paul Lessard uh, had already visited Strasburg in the bottom of the first inning after he walked Ronald Acuna on four pitches. Strasburg's left hand, uh, Strasburg left after a hard hit by a comebacker, as I had mentioned. Uh, he was seen shaking his right arm against Acuna. Now, the trainer, Paul Lessard, had already come out in this game to, to address and, and talk to Steven after the four-pitch walk of Acuna to lead off the game. Um, and noticeable stuff, too, like the control of the velocity. He was averaging 89.9 miles per hour, uh, on the four-seamer that he threw, the 11 four-seamers, and his average coming into the game is 91.9. Now, that average is even brought down more by the fact that against the Cardinals, he had a noticeable drop in velocity, too, so you got to factor that in uh, as well. It's part of it. And, you know, I think when we see a Strasburg start, you know, he starts off around 92, 93. That's kind of where we expect him to be. Uh, the drop in velocity was reminiscent of the second start of the season in April, when he allowed eight runs in four innings, averaging 90.6 miles an hour on his fastball. After that game, uh, he went on the IL with the right shoulder inflammation. So Dave Martinez says, quote, he's frustrated, but I wanted to make sure we do the right thing for him. 
and for us, end quote. So Strasburg this year, guys, one and two of the 4.7 ERA. They just need to get him right. They just need to get him, get him correct. And I'm no medical expert. I don't know what's happening. I just think with what happened last night, with the noticeable drop in velocity, with the struggles in control, in conjunction with the fact that he took a ball off the wrist and the glove, I think Dave Martinez said, look, I've seen enough. That There's no need to risk the $245 million man out there um, in this situation. And we know Steven is a really good pitcher when he's healthy. He's one of the best in the league when he's healthy. And I've, I've got a lot of confidence in him. I actually thought that um, <clears throat> I thought it wasn't a bridge too far to say that in 2019, if Steven came back and was able to stay healthy, that there's a chance by the end of the 2020 season, uh, you know, if it was a full year, I was saying this kind of in context last season before, you know, before last season started and before COVID happened. Hey, I could see a world in which Steven Strasburg is definitely in the Nationals' best pitcher by the end of the season. He's the guy who's, you know, um, the, the kind of, the de facto ace, right? He might not be the guy, you know, number one in the rotation per se, but he's the guy who had the best performance. He is the guy who's pushing to win Cy Youngs, as opposed to Max Scherzer. Not saying Max wouldn't be there, but I thought Steven was putting together the tools, right? And at that point, you know, he's 32 right now in the year 2021. At that point, he's 30, 31 years old, and he's about to move in, uh, you know, still to what is definitely the pitching prime of your career, right? A lot of guys, especially, you know, elite guys like Max uh, 31 through 30 through 36 can be your pitching prime, right? That's those are your kind of your golden years in terms of what you can deliver as a pitcher. Some guys go a little earlier, but a lot of guys, it's those mid 30s that really count for you. And now Steven at the age of 32 is dealing with these injuries. So it, it's difficult because I think that there have been times where this year, you know, he might not have been right all season, but he's battled, right? Uh, he has had moments where he's battled. The first start of the year was really strong, the six innings that he gave. Obviously, that really bad Cardinal start, but he came back against Baltimore at a strong start and then uh, was serviceable in that game against Cincinnati as well. So he is really fighting the mechanics. He, he insists that the issues that he is having are mechanical and not injury. I don't know. I just, you feel for a guy because he's such a strong competitor, and he really desires to be out there. And um, the last thing guys want to be called is overrated and overpaid. And he is not those things when he's out there. I guess you have to say he's overpaid now because, you know, he's not giving you um, – he's not going to be able to, to, to give you the service you're paying him for, right, in a transactional sense. But we know the kind of pitcher he is. Even in spurts not healthy this year, he's shown to be a really good pitcher. Um, the two outings – that are you know, the worst that we'd say this season were the outing last night, right? The one of the third he gave last night. Um, and then the one against the Cardinals. But that, hey, look, in those two games, the 10 innings that he pitched in in uh, in May, you know, it was very strong, very strong 10 innings for him. Give up three runs across all 10 of the third innings, nine strikeouts, right? Trying to come back to be that guy a little bit that he was. And uh, to have that derailed is just. It sucks. I, besides the saying it sucks, you know, what else is? I mean, I, I think Davey said it best. You know, they're just frustrated. That, that's, you know, Steven's frustrated. He's mentioned numbness in his thumb in the, in the past, too, or re- recently he's mentioned this. So I think the best course of action is if they get the MRI and they don't see anything wrong, get him back to where he feels 100% and then have him make several starts, I would say either in a simulated situation or have him make several starts um, in the minor leagues, because I, I think it's at a point now where, you know, 
it, it can happen. He's going for a couple games, right? And then something pops up, right? He had the first start of the year, and then something popped up. He had the two starts following that coming off the injury, and something popped up. So I think they should not insert him back into the rotation until he shows that he can make three or four starts injury-free. Now, I don't know if that's the right way to handle it. I think it's just something that I would explore because the Nationals, you know, I know they want him out there badly. I know he wants to be out there badly. But this is now such a reoccurring issue that they've got to uh, find the long-term solution or something that resembles a long-term solution because they've got to protect this asset. They've got to make sure it's good to go. And I mean, they've got so much invested in Steven that it's hitting to it's getting to a point where now they got to find the long-term solution. They got to um, double check and double cross the T's and double dot the I's go back over it, you know, uh, have your parents edit the paper four or five times, right? You know, you ever write a paper when you're a kid and your mom had to edit it and your dad had to edit it and your brother had to edit it. Uh, you know, that's, that's what it's ha- going to happen here. You know, they got it. They got to make sure that they're editing and they're checking the process and they're, uh, doing it, you know, several starts, I would say before they put him back in the rotation because he's had some effective starts, right? The last two we talked about, they were effective, but it's, it's leading to a, uh, it's leading to injury issues because he can't see out there for sustained starts. So that's something they've got to look into and, and it's really difficult and crappy situation all around. That's kind of where they're at with Steven Strasburg right now. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll discuss the Nationals win. What about it? I liked what I didn't like, but first, a word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you in part by Fully Loaded Chew. Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free, long-cut, and pouches that give you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz you're used to without tobacco. Available in nine flavors, Fully Loaded Chew is made with all food-grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine. It is the purest form of nicotine. Fully Loaded Chew is offering Locked On team listeners a special offer right now. Right now, you guys can try it for just $1. That's right, just $1. Go to www.fullyloadedchew.com and use promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On. Just $1 and free shipping if you use that promo code Locked on at checkout. The next time you go for a dip, make it fully loaded chew at fullyloadedchew.com. All right, let's talk Nationals 11 to 6 win over the Atlanta Braves. The Nats now get to 22 and 29 overall. Braves fall to 25 and 27. Your winning pitcher of record in this game was Austin Voth. Uh, taking the loss on the other side is Max Free. Now let's just start. With the pitching here, obviously Strasburg is out of the game after one of the third, so this puts some stress on the bullpen. And uh, the Nationals, they use basically everybody in this game. Voth, Clay, Suero, Hudson, Espino, and Brad Hand all saw action today in the game. Uh, yesterday, rather, in the game. That was a critical part of uh, you know the Nationals' success. The fact that they were able to pick up their pitching was a big deal. Not all the guys looked good. It was a weird situation they were put in. So I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna excuse uh, some of the runs being allowed, some of the you know the, the poor pitching performances because uh, I very few guys had a very worked pretty clean innings in this game. In fact, only two of them did. That was Wander Suero, whose inning wasn't that clean. Uh, he gave up runs. And they weren't actually you know they weren't attributed to him. And I mean clean. I mean you know run free innings. Uh, Suero's runs were not attributed to him. And then Paolo Espino uh, worked an inning where it was uh, no hits, no walks at all. So he, he had a pretty nice 
uh, inning for him as well. Nationals did a good job, I thought, at the plate with Max Freed. They were patient. He was not very good with his control. Now, he did strike out, I think, six of the first eight outs that he recorded. Um, they, they were by way of the strikeouts, so it was a hit-or-miss outing for him. But what really got this game going was the Nationals' offense. Early and often, they did a good job in the first inning, scratching across a run. Now, they did have first and third with no outs, but they did score a run. Steven Strasburg allows a run back in the end of the first inning, but in the top of the third, Kyle Schwarber hit a nice little single that allowed Soto to score, and so the Nationals made it 2-1 to one there. They were able to expand their lead. One Soto had a single that scored uh, Austin Voth and Josh Harrison, and then Ryan Zerman had a home run that scored two later on in the sixth. Uh, so following one Soto's hit, Ryan Zerman went deep. At that point, it was 6-1. to one. Now, this is where things got a bit dicey. Austin Voth came out of the game, and then uh, I think in that inning we saw Austin Voth, we saw Sam Clay, we also saw Wander Suero. Ronald Acuna Jr. hit a uh, six iron out of the ballpark. I mean, he absolutely golfed this thing. Absolute stupid power. And uh, for those of you all who don't like his jogging around the mound or around the, around the, the, the yard, uh, I love it. It's great. It's hilarious. Juan um, Soto does the slide. Acuna does the hop step. And also Soto hit him with a hop step later on in the game, which was fun to see. Dansby Swanson drove in a run. Luckily, the Nationals were able to get out of that and not allow any more trouble. Top the seventh. The good news is they came back, top the seventh, and they responded. Kyle Schwarber spraying the ball all over the yard. He scored two with another single. And then Jan Gomes had a double. It made it nine to four in this game. And then Juan Soto added, added the finishing touches later on with a uh, two run home run to make it 11 to five in the bottom of the seventh. The things I care about, folks, you all know this. They had uh, they were four for sixteen with runners in scoring position. Now, is that excellent? No. But what do we talk about on this podcast often? Creating the opportunities, giving yourself the chance to score runs. If you give yourself enough chances, eventually, if you're any, if you're worth a damn at all, you can cash in. The Nationals cashed in in a big way. Turner three for five. Josh Harrison one for four. Juan Soto three for four. Uh, Ryan Zerman, two for five. Castro, one for five. Schwarber, one for uh, two for four. All of the first six fellows in the lineup got hits. That's what we're talking about. Even uh, Austin Voth got himself a hit in two at-bats. So this is what we are talking about, my friends. Victor Robles now, he was 0 for 4, but he's just coming back, so we're going to give him a pass. Um, did walk and did get himself on the base path. So... This is what I'm talking about. Your front, fr- your front. I always say front three. Your front three in this game got seven hits. Uh, they were combined seven for thirteen. That's awesome stuff. That will always play your top four if you don't even even combine that. They were nine for eighteen, so five hundred stuff from that top of the lineup. Multi-hit games for Turner, uh, Soto, Zimmerman, Schwarber, and. This, you know, that's that'll play always. That especially will play in a game where your starting pitcher got knocked out and the bullpen had to take care of business in a way you didn't see coming. This is what we are talking about. You know, this is kind of the stuff that I talk about a lot. Uh, this was a game where they were facing a dangerous lineup who did score some runs. Your starting pitcher gets knocked out. This is the kind of game the Nats have been losing in 2021. 
But you know what they did? They brought their sticks. They got some sustained offense. They scored in five separate innings in this game. Um, they scored 11 runs in this game. And you look back in their previous games, uh, you know, I looked over the course, uh, you know, of the, of the week or whatever it was. I mean, their offense, they were sub 10 runs and whatever it was last six games. The fact the Nats had more output in one game they had in the last, you know, half a week or a week or whatever it was, uh, you know, it just shows you that, that this team's got, they're capable of this. They've got to do it more consistently. And that's what Ryan Zerman said. And so some of you all might have listened to the podcast I did on uh, yesterday or on, on Monday rather and, you know, said, wow, Josh, it's very negative what you're saying about the Nationals right now. Uh, you know, very, very negative. And, you know, I don't, I, you might disagree and say, hey, I don't think the season's on the line at this point. But what I will say is this. The Nationals have had some good offensive games. They rarely follow up those games with good offensive performances, right? They rarely can build them. That's what they've got to do now. They've got to build, especially against a team like the Braves, that's bullpen uh, and pitching right now is so up and down. They've got an opportunity to do it. It's about doing it on a day-in and day-out basis. But the fact that the lineup today was able to pick up their pitcher, pick up their pitching staff as a whole, that's what I'm encouraged about. That's that's the kind of stuff that, that's encouraging. I know it's one win, but there are some things that you can take from this game and say, yeah, you can apply that moving forward. The fact you're able to respond like that. Uh, their approaches were good. They were strong. They were patient on, on uh, you know at the plate tonight. Uh, they really did a good job, I thought, across the board. So we'll see um, what they can do coming in to tomorrow's game. We'll preview that in a second. But first, one more word from today's sponsors. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by Sports Trade. Sports Trade is the... Coolest thing going on in the sports, fantasy sports slash gambling world right now. It's where fantasy sports meets the stock market. It's amazing. Sports trade takes fantasy to the next level. It's like Robin Hood, but for fantasy sports, their platform allows you to buy and sell shares in your favorite players, just like real stocks. Finally, a fair and exciting way to cash in on your knowledge of sports. And they just added baseball to their platform, so go check it out today. Making money with Sports Trade is as simple as player values rising and falling based on two factors: one, their statistical performance, and two, supply and demand. The more demand a player has, the higher their value goes. If you guys want to learn more, go to SportsTrade.com, watch the How It Works video, and then sign up to get started. Sign up today at SportsTrade.com and discover the fun, exciting, and profitable new world of sports trading. This truly is the evolution of fantasy sports. You'll be amazed. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in on the game today at sportstrade.com. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is also brought to you by betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. Baseball is in full swing. You can track the action at betonline.ag. Get all the latest news, odds, and info and all your sporting needs at betonline.ag, including putting some wagers down on the MLB, NBA, NHL, UFC, boxing, whatever it is you want, you can bet on it there at BetOnline. Head to the website today on your mobile device, on your laptop or iPad, whatever it is, make an account at betonline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, and you'll receive a 50% deposit bonus. So hundred, you know, you deposit 100 bucks, you get an extra 50 to play with at betonline. 
betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so the Nationals will turn their will turn their attention to their Wednesday night game, where it will be John Lester going up against Drew Smiley. Now, John Lester is going to start on short rest because they they do not have Eric Fetty. He is not available. And then also you consider, I mean, the bullpen is going to go through it right now because a lot of those guys worked last night, and now they're coming into a game where their starter is about to go on shortened rest, and he is going to go for the Nationals tonight, John Lester is. So they're going to have to pick him up. Their offense needs to be there. They're going to have a good opportunity against Drew Smiley, who has struggled this year. So Nats, Braves, 720, Smiley versus Lester. It's an important game, I feel like, because the Nationals can at least guarantee themselves a split of this road series with a win, right? They're playing four here. And I think the big thing is, if look, if they drop the next two, uh, you know, you'll feel good about the one win, but still, they're still one and three on the road in Atlanta. If they can get a split here against a team that's had their number so far this year, at least guarantee a split, that would go a long way, in my opinion, for keeping them kind of in the fight, getting some momentum that's the Nationals need right now at 22 and 29. They're in that danger zone. They need to build some momentum here, get themselves more towards 500, and we can have a conversation about how competitive uh, they can be moving forward. So it starts with games like this in games where, you know, the odds favor the Braves, I'd say, because of the taxing the bullpen went through now. Also, the Braves bullpen got taxed a little bit yesterday too, but not in the way the Nats did with the injury to John Lester. So a lot on the line, it feels like, in tonight's game, a chance to build some momentum as well, a chance to get at least a split maybe with the Nats game tonight. All right, that'll do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. You can follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. And as always, until next time, stay safe.